0: We all had our favorite Christmas movies while growing up. One of my favorites was Home Alone. The movie opens with eight-year-old Kevin and his family preparing to go to Paris for Christmas. However, Kevin just keeps getting in the way. It seems he can't do anything for himself and he's afraid of everything. He is a child after all. But when he accidentally gets left home alone while the rest of his family flies to Paris Kevin has to learn to face his fears head-on. In order to grow up and reach his full potential, he has to give up his attachments to his childish ways. In this sense, home alone has hit the nail on the head. The bottom line? To reach our full potential and prepare ourselves for Christ's nativity, we have to give up our attachments to this world. You're listening to The Way, with Father Dustin Lyon, a podcast of the Ephesus School Network. Hello, I'm Father Dustin Lyon, your host of the Way Podcast. As many of you know, we're now in that part of the church year called Advent. For us as Orthodox Christians, Advent started on November 15th, so it's a little bit longer than the Western Advent. For us as Orthodox Christians, Advent is meant to be 40 days of preparation before Christmas. Forty days, as you know, is a symbolic number in Scripture. Now, this is the first podcast on preparing for Christmas even though we've already had a few Sundays in the Advent season. Well, during those Sundays, we were still finishing our podcasts on what it means to be a servant leader, a Christian leader. But if you noticed, it was almost providential the way that the last two episodes of that series ended. The second-to-last episode was about caring for the least of these, which was the first Sunday in Advent, And that Sunday, we read the Gospel of the Good Samaritan, who was someone who cared for the least of these. And then the last episode of our podcast series on being a servant leader was about offering our first fruits. And on that Sunday, which was the second Sunday in Advent, the Gospel reading was about a rich man who stored up his treasure in barns. Yet God called him a fool, and his life was demanded of him that night. In other words, what that man failed to do was offer his first fruits. So as we are ending our series on what it means to be a Christian leader, it overlapped perfectly with the beginning of Advent. So we can say that our preparation to meet Christ in the manger begins with... Caring for the least of these, and offering our first fruits. Now, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to continue looking at what it means to prepare for Christ's coming, what it means to prepare for Christmas. And then for us, as Orthodox Christians, this is also a good preparation for theophany, the baptism of Christ, which we celebrate on January 6th. In the West, this feast is known as Epiphany though it has a slightly different emphasis. So I started with the movie of Home Alone. It's one of my favorites. I imagine all of my listeners have probably seen this movie. If you haven't, I highly encourage you to. It's a very fun movie. In the very beginning of the movie, Kevin and his family are preparing to go to Paris to celebrate Christmas. Kevin's uncle is there, and he's invited the entire family to come. And so all the relatives that live in the Chicago area have gathered to spend the night there so they can all get to the airport first thing in the morning. But as they're all packing the suitcases and trying to grab something to eat, Kevin just keeps getting in the way. He doesn't know how to pack his own suitcase. He's afraid of sleeping with one of his other cousins because he might pee the bed. In other words, Kevin is attached to his childish ways. And in the end, he ends up pushing his brother, spilling pop all over the table, and his family gets really upset with him. They tell him that he's just a child. He needs to learn how to grow up and start to do things for himself. And he ends up getting exiled into the attic, where he has to sleep on the pullout couch by himself. And that's why he ends up getting left at home the next day, as the family dashes out the door to get to the airport in time they forget about poor Kevin still sleeping in the attic. While Kevin wakes up, comes down the stairs, and realizes his family is gone. Though at first, not having a family seems like a joy to Kevin. After all, they had spent their time teasing him and calling him names. But Kevin soon learns that in order to be the man of the house, he has to grow up and face his fears. He can only reach his full potential if he gives up his childish ways. And his fears come to life through the two thieves that try to rob his house. And of course, this provides the great comic relief of the film when Kevin faces these thieves head-on as they try to rob his house. But by that time, Kevin had learned to take care of himself. Kevin had reached his full potential And in the end, he was no longer a child, attached to childish ways. And as I said, I think this is exactly where the movie hits the nail on the head. That for us, as we prepare ourselves for Christ's nativity, we too are called to reach our full potential. And we can only do that if we give up our attachments to this world. And only when we do that are we prepared to meet Christ, In the manger. So, the gospel reading that was read on this third Sunday on Advent is about the rich young ruler who comes to Christ and says, What must I do to inherit life in the age to come? Sometimes this is translated as eternal life. And Jesus looks at him and says, Don't you know the commandments? And the young ruler says, Well, of course I do. And he names a few of them. And he says, I have done these commandments since my youth, since I was a little boy. He's almost bragging at this point, saying, I know the law. I've done everything perfectly. I'm a goody two shoes. So why wouldn't God reward me with life in the age to come? But then Christ says, There is only one thing you lack. Go sell everything that you have and come and follow me. Now, oftentimes when we hear this story, we think about rich people. We think about money and finances. And it scares us because we think it means that we have to sell everything we have, give up all the money in our bank accounts, sell our houses, our cars, our smartphones, and join a monastery. But I think the more important lesson is that it isn't just about money, although it could be, it depends on each individual, but it's more about giving up our attachments to this world, whatever it may be. Maybe it's money, but maybe it's something else. Whatever it is, in order to follow Christ, in order to meet Him in the flesh when He's born on Christmas Day, we have to give up our attachments to this world so that we can meet Him in the flesh. After all, Scripture says we can only have one Master. And if we're enslaved to the things of this world, we're unable to attach ourselves to Christ. On this third Sunday of Advent, we prepare ourselves by moving towards Christ rather than this world. In fact, that's what the holiday season is all about. That's why we give gifts. Not so that we can receive things of value, but we offer up ourselves to others in the form of gifts. Perhaps the best gifts we can give are those gifts to those who can't pay us back. Which is why I encourage giving to charities, helping those who really need it, rather than our friends who may be well-to-do. Perhaps no one in Scripture has had to learn the lesson of giving up attachments to this world more than the patriarch Joseph. I think we all know the story of Joseph, and it's probably a favorite for many people. We all know Joseph from Andrew Lloyd Webber's play, Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dream Coat, right? So after Joseph was born, he was the favorite of his father, Jacob. And Jacob gave him this beautifully colored coat to the jealousy of all his brothers. Joseph was a favorite. And Joseph had every reason to be attached to this world, to his way of life, because, well, His father made his life comfortable for him. But his brothers decided to plot against him. They decided that they should kill him and get rid of him. Jealousy can be a bad thing. But eventually they decide not to kill him, but to sell him into slavery. And so they kidnap Joseph, and they sell him to slavery in Egypt. And there he becomes the slave to a man named Potiphar. Well, Joseph could sulk. He could do everything he can to try to hold on to the dream of his childhood, hold on to the dream of being in his father's house and all the privileges he had there. But it would do him no good in Egypt. In order to thrive in Egypt, despite his circumstances as a slave, he has to give up his attachment to his childhood. He has to give up his attachment to the things of this world. After all, he no longer actually has any things, so any attachments would do him no good. Well, eventually Potiphar's wife has eyes for Joseph. And when he refuses to sleep with her, she has him thrown in prison. And there he meets two men, a cupbearer and a baker, both who worked for Pharaoh. Well, the cupbearer has a dream one night, and Joseph hears it and interprets it. He says that the cupbearer will be restored to his former glory and continue to serve Pharaoh. While well, the baker also has a dream. And the baker tells Joseph his dream as well. But Joseph interprets that dream very differently. The baker is destined for death. Well, eventually, Joseph's interpretations come to light. The cupbearer is restored and continues to serve Pharaoh, and the baker, unfortunately, is sentenced to death. And then one day, Pharaoh has a dream, and he can't find anyone to interpret it. He has no idea what it means. But his cupbearer remembers Joseph, and the cupbearer tells Pharaoh that there is a man in prison who knows how to interpret dreams. Perhaps Joseph could help. So Pharaoh summons Joseph, and Joseph comes and interprets the dream. And he says that Pharaoh's dream means that there's going to be seven years of good harvest and seven years of drought. And because the dream was interpreted, they're able to save up during the seven years of plentiful harvest and prepare for the drought. And in reward, Pharaoh releases Joseph from prison and makes him second in command in all of Egypt. In this way, Joseph has now reached his full potential, and eventually when his family comes to him because of the drought, Joseph is able to help them as well, and his family survives the drought. But Joseph would not have been able to do this if he had remained in jail attached to his former way of life if he had remained attached to his material things, if he had remained attached to his technicolor dream coat, Joseph would have been nobody. He had to give up his attachments to this world in order to reach his full potential. And it wasn't Joseph who was able to become the second-in-command of Egypt. It was Pharaoh who raised him up to be second-in-command in Egypt. And it's the same for us. In order to reach our full potential in Christ, we have to give up our attachments. And only then can God raise us up so that we can reach our full potential. In fact, when we do a baptism in the Orthodox Church, one of the famous hymns that we sing after the baptism as everyone circles the font is as many as those who have put on Christ. The idea is that Christ is a garment that we put on. And when we do that, we embody Christ. It's like a uniform. When I put on my vestments on a Sunday morning, I'm embodying what it means to be a priest, to lead a congregation in prayer. Same thing for a policeman, or a fireman, or a doctor or whoever you are, they have uniforms. And when they put those uniforms on, they embody what it means to be that occupation. And so in baptism, we put on Christ. But that also implies, when we put on Christ, we have to cast off who we were previously, as sinners, as fallen creatures attached to this world. And it's Christ who elevates us. So as we prepare to meet Christ this Advent season, let us remember the rich young man. And let us remember what Christ told him. In order to inherit life in the age to come, we all must do one thing. Sell all that we have. Release ourselves from the attachment to this world. And then follow Christ. And he will raise us up and we were able to meet him in the manger this Christmas. May God bless you. I'll see you next week.